back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. My name is DM Celeste, and I'm here with some usual folks and some not usual folks. So, Neil, why don't you say hi first? Ooh, there was a real 50-50 chance if I was the unusual one, but I am <laughs> you not. You are. I guess. <laughs> and I am DM Neil, aka Jump Maniac, and I will let the apparently unusual one introduce himself. I am the unusual GM Tim. Hi, everybody. Yes. Unusual and perfect. Welcome. (laughs) And now we will tie back to episode number 169, Raw Real Monsters, Goblins, which, surprise, featured you, GM Tim. Raw. I love that name, by the way. It made me happy. And I say raw every time I play a goblin now. And my friends are like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, raw. We don't have time for the the (laughs) explanation. (laughs) That's what your goblin sounds like? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. And that led Rorik and I to create DMnastics number 139, Stomping It Out, because the main logo is a goblin named Stomp. So there there you go. Now you know. I tied it back. Yeah. Okay. So for this one, uh, this exercise on the forums here, we posted a bunch of different photos of goblins uh, and all of these goblins, super cool in the middle of different activities and everything. And let me scroll up to the questions here. Okay. Oh, so I got them. This- I got them. I put them in a separate <laughs> oh, window. You know what, Whoa. Tim, yeah. why don't oh, you tell us what go. were the questions we asked about these goblin photos? So the first one was, what is the goblin's name? And then the second one is, what is the goblin's nickname and how did they get it? Then there's, what special abilities does the goblin have? How does the goblin treat the PCs? What quirks does the goblin have? And anything else? Which is probably my favorite question because it's like not really a question, it's a statement, but it's a question. Uh, English, it's so horrible and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely our favorite question here on Gymnastics in the end of almost Agreed. all of our posts. <laughs> it's like, it's like, right? <laughs> just spitball, just go. You do you. <laughs> Live your trip. Can, can you change it to you do you just You once? do you, yeah. number yep. six. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Perfect. So, Tim, we're already on you. Which oh. one did you want to highlight from the forums? Oh, so I really liked uh, the one that Captain Dial-Up did. Uh, it's the little dude and the like the it's, <laughs> it's like a goblin wearing a kobold skin. I love it. And it makes me think of like uh uh Final Space when he wore the, have you guys seen Final Space? Oh. Oh, oh you need to watch Final Space and this will make a whole bunch more sense and you'll giggle harder than you probably should even at the scene in Final Space. And I'm not gonna even tell you. Anyone who's watching Final Space is like, Yeah, I know. But he's like wearing a kobold skin and so his name is uh, Kelix, Scourge of the Overfolk, <laughs> which is like awesome. And then the goblin's nickname is, oh, there's a lot here, but he's kind of like got, uh, he's known as Moog, which is very like Klingon-esque. And I like the idea of a goblin having like that, like forced honor, even though honor is like mm. really not the best way to follow, but it's not really what he's talking about. But I just kind of had that in my head as I'm reading it, right? Was and it, then was like, it Worf's clan named Son of Moog? Yes, he was Son of yes. Moog, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's why I gravitated to <laughs> yes. this. It's like a little bit of a Trekkie background. Like, hey. Oh my God, right? welcome to the gym. Yeah. Trekkies are here. Yeah. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, uh, so we're Moog, here in force. Moog bloated the party in tow. Like, uh, he, always, he always trips. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really get why he got the name Moog from this, but I just liked it. I was like cool with it, so I'm good with that. 
Uh, his special abilities is he has an entire dragon horde at his disposal. So he's... <laughs> Are we allowed to, like, adapt these as we go? I don't want to change it, but in my head it's like a dragon horde seems weird, but a kobold horde seems amazingly perfect. <laughs> Like, this guy has tricked everyone to thinking he's a kobold, and kobolds are dumb. So he'd be like, yeah, I'm totally a kobold. And they're like, oh my god, you're amazing. And he's like, yeah, follow me, because I'm Killix Moog, Scourge of the Overfolk. Right? Like, yes. it's like, yes. And he makes good use of this. So he, he wanders around the hide of a red dragon, which gives him flight, immunity to fire, what? and a breath attack that leaves his face blackened with soot. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I love that. yeah. Right? Right? But for me in my head, it's not even like big. It's going to be like you come up to the players and the players be like, what the hell is this? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm Moog. And then you'd be like, bruh. And then would be like, bah! right? Like it'd be like a match in the wind, right? So it'd be oh, like 1v4, so but it'd just be like the effect. How does he Love treat it. the PCs? If there are small folk among the PCs, Killix will offer lordship over them <laughs> to remove the shackle that the overfolk have on them. Those that are quite taller than Killix, known as the overfolk, and treated with disdain and barely held back hostility. His temperament is slightly better if small folk are in the party and even better if there's a goblin. I love this Dude, I am using this dude. He will be leading a band of kobolds in my goblin game, and he will be giving the goblins a hard time. Yeah, yeah. Why are you following them? Why don't you work for me? Yes, it's going to happen. Inside. Right? Inside, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is totally happening. Uh, what quirks does he have? It seems to be the personality trait of his former master, so arrogant and greedy, which would be intimidating on a dragon. What? No, this wouldn't be intimidating on a dragon either. Not so much on a three-foot-nothing goblin. Oh, I see. I see what he's saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so it would have seemed like intimidating to a dragon, but this guy now portrays it to everyone else. So the goblins are like, whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you're arrogant. You're a freaking dragon. So yeah, okay, it makes sense. All right, and anything else? He dreams one day to travel to his homeland and create an army to drive the overfolk from the continent and rule from his treasure pile. <laughs> yes! This guy is going to be happening in Goblins He's and Galleons. going places, Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Captain Dial-Up, you are going to be immortalized within my game, if that's okay. I hope that's okay. Done. It's yep. I'm, I'm, Yeah, this is amazing. Those are the rules of the forum. You put it on there, we steal it. I am... <laughs> no, no, I'm not stealing. We're going to homage and True. liberate it from the websites. Yes. Perfect. Celeste, which one? Did you choose? Yeah, so I wanted to highlight a post from DM Draxel. Uh, so they went ahead and chose two goblins that uh, look very similar to each other. One's got a bow and then one's got a spear with a toad on his head. Uh, and so the names for these two goblins uh, that they gave them were Roni the Sorcerer and Mac the Ranger. So macaroni when you put them together. Uh, but essentially about these two twins. So Roni is a sorcerer. Uh, so they have all of these magical abilities, and then Mac is like a ranger fighter type. So these two twins travel around and they take on different jobs. Uh, but the thing is that makes them different than most goblins is they're actually incredibly friendly and just have this zeal and like love for life. So they're very easily like hired on by other adventuring parties, or you might find them in a tavern, like just drinking and having a great time. Uh, and they're all about fun. So their <laughs> their nickname is them, as in 
it was them in quotations, uh, which I just, I absolutely love that. I just imagine these two as like just total rapscallion, like just always getting into trouble. And I think they would be a ton of fun uh, for a party just to encounter or work with or maybe even get hired by. But yeah, I and I just love that too, the idea of these goblins just being like really awesome and fun because, you know, goblins are so much like they're always like cast as the villain or uh, but these two sound like just a joy to put in your game. So DM Draxel, love Mac and Roni. Uh. They're Mac and Tosh. Did you guys ever watch the <laughs> Warner Brothers? Do you remember Warner Brothers cartoons? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the two gophers? Oh, no, you. Oh, no, you. Oh, I insist. No, you. Oh, oh please. Yeah, yeah. I insist. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That's these two. Their names were Mac and Tosh. Oh. Now it's Mac and Roni. Now it's Mac and Roni. Yes. <laughs> and Neil, Neil, wait, which one did you pick from the forums? So I chose them, the goblin, and they came up with Schemeth the Gold. It was based off one of the photos where it's literally just like Scrooge McDuck the go- the Goblin. Yes. And they have the titles The Gold Whisperer, The Richest Goblin Alive, The Golden Goblin. And basically every passing day, not only does their fame and titles increase, but so does their piles of gold. So like there's definitely a vault that this dude is swimming around in. Oh, yeah. And their special ability is basically to read people more specifically, like how much are they worth? Would they be willing to steal? Would, like, oh, I'm worth $100. No, 95 at best. Like, just super, super detailed. I, I love the nickname, the Gold Whisperer. Like, this yeah. dude has, like, an affinity. Oh, my God. Can we make him so he can, like, smell the money in your pocket? So he can just, like, smell the pouch? And he's like, yeah, you have, like, 15 gold and three electrum in your pouch right now. And they'll be like, no, I don't. He's like, no, no, I know. You have two diamonds worth over at yes, least a hundred yes. gold pieces. Oh my gosh. You had this one. He's, he's like a walking. He's like a walking. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Treasure detector. Yeah. So I I love that basically you know, because an adventuring party has a tendency to fall their way into more gold that this you know and this goblin treats them well like he wants to establish some level of rapport because maybe they're going to find a dragon horde and then. Maybe they need that money to funnel through somewhere or a place to go to buy things. Maybe they did find a dragon horde and they need to, like, you know, be able to spend the money without breaking the game's economy. Well, that's what I thought. Like, you know, in the He's issue the launderer. of, like, who's going who's gonna to pay for this? Who could possibly pay for this magic item that we don't want? I know who could. Yeah. Gold Whisperer. Their quirk is that they only they don't refer to people by names or nicknames, but basically, like, their personal interpretation of their worth. So like flaw- like flawless <laughs> emerald or gold tooth or sapphire necklace, so that feels extremely degrading and hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rusty penny, right? Yeah, uh, hey, hey, copper coin, how you doing? <laughs> and of course, our favorite, you do you, aka anything else. Uh, he is always scheming and plotting on the best way to make money and keep it safe. Some say a thief was able to steal one gold coin from him, and now that thief has only that one gold coin to his name. Mm, Revenge. Yes. (laughs) Done. So, but with that, now that we've highlighted all of those. These are good. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But we're going to lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. 
Okay, we were already talking, and Tim, you picked letter P. Uh, I don't know why I always put the name first. It should probably be last. So we can happily skip unless you have a good name for that goblin already. Or actually, tell us a little bit about like the physical description of the image. All I saw when I saw this is it's the first one that came to me that had a voice. So I just heard, yeah. So you want to buy a wrench, right? Like, like, yes. like, like yeah, I got a wrench for you right here. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The glow is perfect. It's fine. It's fine. And then I just have this image of him talking to his squirrel friend the same way that uh, he's got a little animatronic squirrel there. that Looks like a goblin artificer. If, if I had to picture a goblin artificer, he'd be a goblin artificer. And then the multiple watches that he's got on his arm, and, and, and each of them doesn't actually tell the time. It just tells when, like, he's got certain things happening. So it's not like an actual time piece. It's more of a keeping time piece. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Like counting down for, like, the different things he's working on. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, that should be done boiling here. This should be done screwing now. This should be done uh, bending. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's just got a good, like a like not nasty face on him. He's got like that, like I think this guy's actually loves what he does. He just looks like he's been working for a while, right? Like he's got like the <laughs> yeah. wrinkles, but he doesn't look like he doesn't look like he's gonna screw them over. But he looks like a, you know I'm gonna make a good deal out of this. Like you know this wrench ain't cheap, right? Like come on, man. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> so what does this goblin have a nickname? I'm thinking how like did the they get fixer, oh. or or just repairs. But the repairs doesn't sound right. Like, I don't know. I think the fixer. I like it. I like the fixer. Because he doesn't just fix things. He also, like, fixes you up with, like, jobs. Or fixes you up with, like, who to sell to, who to buy through. He's like a networker. And everybody needs the fixer. He reminds me of the, uh, of the, uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. The guy that bought all the really expensive stuff to resell it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Uh, so special abilities, I would say Artificer. He's got the ability to infuse his, his fixings with magic. I'd say treat the PCs well as long as they paid him well. Yes. And <laughs> if he screwed, if they screwed him over, like PCs tend to want to do, mm-hmm. like, oh, an NPC, whatever, then he would come down on them like that wrench would break something. Yeah. I imagine that wrench like grows inside. He casts like a shillelagh on his wrench, right? And it becomes like this like <gasps> huge thing yes. uh, that he can smack people with. <laughs> Love it. Um, so we have quirks and anything else. Okay, so as far as quirks goes, I think this guy, he's definitely like not, I don't want to say not all there, because I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I think he's perfectly perfect the way he is, but he's definitely not completely connected with everything in the world around him. Like, I'd see him as seeing that squirrel as, like, something that actually responds. Oh, my, he's Gronk off of the Emperor's New Groove. He can speak <laughs> squirrel, and he yes. understands the squirrel back, and he perfectly does, and let's even say that the squirrel is aware. <gasps> oh, it's his familiar. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So he's totally aware of the squirrel. And in fact, every now and then he'll send the squirrel on missions. So sometimes the squirrel won't be there and he'll forget and talk to it anyways. But he's using message and he still speaks to the squirrel and nobody knows it. So to everyone else, they think that Gears is, or Fixer is crazy. But really, he's totally with it. 
Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so now we have, now we have to add the fixer into a game as well. But yes. the next question we have is, Celeste, is there one that you wanted to choose? Oh, okay. So I was looking through these, and number er, number D, a letter D, <laughs> really struck uh, struck me. So this is kind of an image of a goblin. Uh, he's got this weird top hat, and he's like flinging it off into the air, and he's got this very scary looking raven, like, <laughs> sitting on his shoulder, and behind him there's like this haunted forest, and it's very like, sort of creepy photo, so I was super drawn to it. Uh, and I'm not sure what his name would be, but I think his nickname would be Rook. And I, I like think that, that yeah, yeah. I th- so I think what this goblin does, this goblin is a purveyor of uh, ravens and other messenger birds. Uh, so, like, if you need a message delivered, you can come to Rook, and one of his magical ravens can like help you out. You know, they can get that message where you need to go. Uh, but he's also a very sinister-looking character. So maybe that that rookery that he runs is sort of a, a front. I think he also probably deals in like secret information and exchange and getting uh, secrets that maybe. It would be hidden to other folks. So I think he deals in both messengers and the secrets that they acquire. So maybe he has some kind of affinity to speak with ravens or to control ravens uh, so they can tell him exactly what they have overheard. Or, you know, there's always a deal like you can get your message where you need to go quickly with these ravens, but the privacy element is always a little bit suspect. So maybe that's the price. You don't pay gold, but you pay an information is what I imagined with Rook. I think for his quirks, I think he he always smells really weird. Like, I get this, like, he always smells like formaldehyde, <laughs> and you're not really sure why. Oh, like, I have, I have yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I think, yeah. Uh, and I think maybe he has, like, a really creepy, like, house or something that you have to come to. to... I don't know. I just look at this, and I just imagine, like, very... I see, like, the Rocky Horror Picture Show house, like, yes. with, like, lightning behind it, you know? Uh, so that's that's what I that's what I'm going with for Rook. I like it. Avis is his name. Avis, Avis, otherwise known as Rook. That's good. Uh, and how does he treat the PCs? I think. Oh, total shyster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, he knows way more than they do. In fact, he knows mm-hmm. everything they've been doing because ravens are everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he you... knows everything. No one touches Rook because Rook knows too much. Yes. Yes. I love yeah. it. So it's really desperate folks that <laughs> that tend to go really to Rook. Really desperate folks. Or yeah. those, those so indebted already that it's like past the point of no return. Yeah. Kings owe him favors. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Um, Love it. Quirks. Did we do quirks? Oh yeah, he's uh, smells weird and oh, it's right. <laughs> a weird looking house. Um, you do you. You do you. Live AKA your anything else. I wonder if he might be like a warlock who has a raven qu- queen pact. Ooh. Or he definitely traded something at some point to get these powers, like with ravens. He used to be human. <gasps> Ooh. And for his powers, he was turned into a goblin as possible, oh. like the trade-off. So now yes. he's like stuck being a goblin. So he's, he's made super the best resentful. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love man. it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. I'm up. Yes. Okay. Let's do this. I picked Q 
and it looks like an aquatic goblin. Yeah. Um, so then the ears, you know, and have that kind of traditional long pointed ear, but rather than the more traditional structure, I guess we would say, it's more, it looks like fins and they have very scale pants and they are clearly in like a kelp forest. I would we, would we call this an aquablin? An aquablin? We would going forward. Oh, yeah. And so I looked up with the power of the internet. We will call them Arzilk because it's a really weird name. And I also think that the quirk is that there aren't aquatic goblins. There are no. There, there are. There is one at least. And so I don't know if they. Going going into that idea of like, did they sacrifice something? Did they stumble into a place that they shouldn't have? Is this like you know, truly the first? At some point, there was the first half orc. Is it something along those lines? But I like the no, idea of they it. were the ultimate. Oh, I'm sorry, I totally interrupted. Go go go! They're the ultimate. They're the ultimate bad guys to see elves. So elves were big on like they were split off elves into like oh, air yeah. elves, water elves, dark elves, blah blah blah. So the goblins were actually first. So there was goblin, uh, sea goblins, and water goblins, like goblin, uh, water goblins, mountain goblins, air goblins, and the elves came second as the gods were kind of like, oh, we kind of screwed that up, guys. <laughs> They're a little bit, we need something to balance this off. Let's try the elves. Oh, so it's the exact yeah. opposite of the goblins. So they're older than the elves and pissed off because everyone forgot who they were. Oh, that's good. They look okay. kind of, this, this guy looks pretty nasty too. This little pointy teeth. Yeah. Right with, <laughs> with shark the, teeth. With the magic, magic daggers yeah. he's got. Like, yeah. So they, they are just as magical and in tune with magic as elves are. And I would say that, you know, and so you can kind of see the tattoo coming up over the shoulder um, and pulling inspiration from Young Justice because I deal with that a whole bunch. You're my um, hero right now. The, <laughs> yeah. The idea that like, each one, those tattoos mean and do something different. Yes. Because um, you know, then it adds to the you know, the culture and the abilities at the same time. So you know, and if you look at Calder from Young Justice, he basically can turn his like water swords into what he needs them to be. Is it like scimitars? Is it like a flail? Is it like a whip? Whatever he needs. Whereas Lagan just gets super, super buff. Like he just falls into those tattoos and just grows to like three times the size. So they get a so, tattoo based on their class. Yeah. So do these do these sea goblins have a caste system? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Because yeah, I could also see getting like it would suck because you basically get like a menial or mundane tattoo. Like mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, cool. I can pull weeds faster than anybody else now. <laughs> right? Yeah. And one of the one of the only like the rare tattoos is the one to breathe air. Ooh. So they're stuck underwater, which is why no one's ever seen them before. So they need they have to breathe water. They can't breathe air. Not amphibious. Yep. That's awesome. Um, how does the goblin treat the PCs? I think curiosity is probably the first thing. Um, you know, and more than making any snap judgment that they're just blown away that they would be in their space having never seen them before because these are either one way or the other, either they are out seeing the surface for the first time or it's the surface showing up for the first time. For each one from a player, make sure the goblin does the equal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, what else do we have? Uh, what quirks does the goblin have? Hmm. Would they be more like a shark or more like, 
would they have like different characteristics? Like are some like manatees and some like sharks and some like octopi, octopi, octopuses, octopuses, or are they like all the same? No, I think they'd be very individualized because then again, going to like the tattoo means different things and the caste system and things like that. So I think a little bit of the tattoo affects their personalities. <gasps> Ooh. So it doesn't just make you like specifically with a power. It kind of makes you like it affects you. Well, I mean, if I could fly, I would probably be a little bit of a dick. <laughs> right? Like, let's be honest. I mean, hey, where are you going? I'm just going to fly to Paris tonight. What are you doing? What right? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no big yep. deal. <laughs> Although I'd be visiting you guys all the friggin' time, so I mean, I'm just saying, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Well, and I also like the idea you and going back to maybe the idea that only nobility or something like that, the highest caste, if we just want to say it that way, are the only people that could even contemplate the idea of getting the tattoo that allows them to breathe water. But then maybe our zeal is the one who figured out how that process is done, and like, yeah, well, that feels tropey, but whatever. Like whatever. from so, a much so this yeah, guy, this from guy a is like much lower caste. Yeah. yeah, he's a lower caste goblin who's figured it out. He's been exiled. Ooh. That's why he's ah. on his own in the picture. Yes, and, and loving every minute of it. Yes, <laughs> and and why he might run into PCs as opposed to the others. Maybe he's going to get them to bring them in and, and get them to do like a, a no, I want to be king. Yep. You're going to help. The rebel me. king. The yes. rebel leader. Okay. We've done it. But that means we have the most important question. Tim, where can people go to find all the cool things you're doing? Oh, uh, the gmtim.ca is my website, which I'm trying to update on the regular and I'm very bad at. <laughs> but you can find most of my stuff on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I'm just actually switching to, uh, well, by now I've switched to a new network on Twitch. So I'll be at Norse Foundry. Yeah. Um, I get to go to LA this May and do the D&D Live. Um, I'm one of the epic DMs. And I get to go to D&D Castle in June. Nice. But as always, if you want to get a hold of us and tell us how you are putting goblins in your game or the ones you've heard about and you're putting them in your game, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. And of course, if you head over to Twitter, you can follow us at dmnastics where you will find both my handle and Celeste. And then you should follow us too. And for everything else on our network, you can always go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. But with that, let's head to our post-workout cooldown and stretch with the light bulb. Light bulb. Today on the light bulb, we made Tim, we made Tim stay because I stayed. We're, we're terrible people. I want and more coffee. Come yay. hang out. It's and great here. Fun fact: He has an amazing idea that he wants to share with us. Tim, tell us. Okay, so in in all of my games, and it started in my uh, Goblin game, which you can watch on the trip stream. Um, we were having the problem of trying to figure out who was going to do the weekly review. So every DM or every GM, for every game you play, you always never have enough notes. But your players do. And because there's five of them and one of you, make them do it. So, <laughs> so what I do is um, I get my players to all roll a dice. And on the very first game, I'll start it. So I'll pick high or low. And then everyone rolls a dice. And then 
whoever gets the high or the low for that week does the review. So you do the weekly review for the game, catch everyone back up to speed, and then we start playing. Now, the trick is, is that person gets a buy the next game, and they pick high or low. So if they pick high, then you roll high, and the next person does it, and then they get a buy, and then the next person picks high or low, and then they get a buy, and the next person, and you just keep going. That way, you don't have to worry about reviews. Your players don't really have to worry about everyone doing it at the same time every week, and you all have to pay attention. Oh, that's a great idea. Not that bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's much more sophisticated than Celeste and I and nose and nose goes. <laughs> we well, so, we just yeah, nose so goes. <laughs> nose goes nose goes works, but the problem with nose goes is the person who starts it always never does it, right? right. So generally it's the same person nose goes, see? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, see? So the person yeah. who the person who starts it um, is always gonna walk away from not doing the, the review. At least with the dice, you you might do You're it guaranteed. once every two weeks, but you still guarantee to have a break right? Yeah. And you don't know if you're going to end up doing it. So I let them pick high, low. We've even started doing mid. So the person who gets the closest to 10, <laughs> uh, like cool. they'll, they'll even call a number and then whoever gets the closest to the number. Oh, is, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way to have everybody, you know, really pay attention and like be invested in what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and also it's like a, it's a fun game to start the game, yeah, exactly. which is, which is a cool, cool thing to add in. I, Love it. I love uh, you. Aww. So much love in the gym here today. Two of my favorite people in the world. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> but with that, let's t- turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listeners, to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises as well as other conversations being had. To do that, you head over to the dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Can I trust you add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running. <laughs>